fighters, defenders of liberty, deplorables, lizard people, insurrectionists, and extreme ultra-maga extremists. <laughs> I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you're listening to Freedom Speak. We are undoctrinated, unvaccinated, unrestrained, unashamed, unrelenting, unapologetic, and unafraid. On Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. Check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to playbacks of all my previous shows, as well as take a look at other useful resources. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. You can send me your questions and comments and get started advertising by emailing me at my email, becca at freedomspeaknm.com. So I got a great show lined up for today, as usual. And I've been thinking a lot about the propaganda that we've been getting for the past couple years. As a matter of fact, I would like to, rather than call fake news fake news, I would rather call it propaganda because I, that's exactly what it is. So remember when Donald Trump made the term fake news popular in reference to various media outlets that promote news that is influenced by partisan politics, half-truths, lying through omission, denying the facts, and even straight-up lies? Some recent examples include how the media denied that Trump Tower was being spied on during the 2016 presidential election campaign, the fraudulent Russian collusion scandal, election fraud, the Hunter Biden laptop, financial ties to the Bidens and foreign governments, including China, Russia, and Ukraine, and let's not forget the Hillary Clinton email scandal. The left-leaning media is helping to cover up crimes that in a socialist country would likely end up with a lot of people being convicted of treason. This typically would result in the perpetrators being shot or hung in the public square. Heck, in China, it might even land them in a prison camp awaiting organ harvesting. So-called news outlets are clearly applying political bias to their reporting. Rather than simply doing some real journalism and digging for the truth, the truth should be presented to the American people and allow them to judge for themselves. Commentary and opinion is not the job of, of an actual news person. Sometimes the truth hurts, but regardless, it still needs to be told. A lot of what is being peddled as news has devolved into what is actually what I call propaganda. I came across an article talking about the six principles of propaganda Lenin, not John Lennon, used to consolidate power during the Bolshevik Revolution. In that situation, Lenin took over the media outlets and used them to spread whatever propaganda he wanted to control the masses. According to Peter Kenes in his book entitled The Birth of the Propaganda State, Soviet Methods of Mass Mobilization, 1917 to 1929, he stated, the propaganda was used not so much to win people over with ideas, but by bludgeoning them with coercion, repression, and making examples. The type of propaganda that the Bolsheviks carried out is absolutely central to our understanding of the regime they created. Those methods included end justifies the means, firstest with the mostest, never let a crisis go to waste, demonization, propaganda of example, and here's a good one, blame your predecessor. This is what Democrats are so good at. 
I believe these six methods closely parallel the propaganda, also known as fake news, that we've been witnessing for the past several years. I also suspect that it has been going on a lot longer than that. It's just that it has become so blatant that we're only just now recently noticing it. I'd like to go through each method and compare it to what we are seeing going on today. Ends justify the means. The broken promises that Lenin's regime started delivered just the opposite. He guaranteed a free, a free press, but in his first two days of communist rule, he halted it, ordering opposition newspapers shut down and censorship reinstituted. He called it temporary. Wow, we've heard the word temporary. Seven days to flatten the curve. Wow, yeah, not temporary. But it wasn't temporary. Lenin also won power with promises to broaden land ownership, but immediately issued 60 decrees to end private property, including a secret directive to destroy state archives of land, factory, and building title deeds before anyone could protest. To war-weary soldiers, Lenin promised peace, but he immediately impressed them into the new Red Army, holding their families hostage to ensure their loyalty. The Biden administration hasn't shut down any newspapers, but after all, newspapers are on their way out. Today, social media has become a big source of news. In the case of social media, the Biden administration has been actively censoring content for these outlets. Remember the Disinformation Governments Board? The cable news outlets have mostly been taken over by far-left extremists that support anything the Biden crime family does and suppresses opposite opinions. As for the cable news outlets supporting free speech, there have been efforts underway by left-leaning cable and satellite providers to remove them from the lineup. And to some extent, they've been successful at that. Unfortunately, Lenin's efforts to censor free speech started a civil war that led to the justification of numerous atrocities and then to communism. Completely wreck the society, completely tear down everything, ruin everything, and then people think, oh, communism's the answer. Many believe that Biden is trying to push the United States into a civil war in the same way. Just, just take a look at the divisive speech he gave the other day with the red background, Marines standing behind him, and his statement demonizing half the country and calling us MAGA extremists. Not to mention the threat of using F-15s against us. He said that numerous times. Let's also not forget those political prisoners still being held under horrendous conditions in the D.C. gulags. More and more information is coming out about that every day. I've been seeing reports from family members in which they've managed to communicate with these people. These people have been sprayed in the face at point blank range with OC spray and pepper spray. And uh, things like this to somebody that's not very healthy can literally cause them to die. Next, we have firstest with the mostest. Besides implementing a strategy of lies, Lenin also was quick to seize the semantic high ground in the same way his military commander, Leon Trotsky, was swift to seize territory. Like Nathan Bedford Forrest, the firstest with the mostest general in the Confederate Army during the Civil War in America, Lenin swiftly altered and manipulated the meanings of words, intellectually disarming opponents. Does that sound familiar to you guys?
As early as 1903 at a party congress, Lenin won a membership issue by a single vote, but from then on called his faction the Bolsheviks, or Majoritarians, and his opponents Mensheviks, or Minoritarians. I didn't, it didn't matter that the Bolsheviks never were a true majority among Russia's revolutionaries. What mattered was the perception of power. Now, I've talked about this before, perception of power. Our governor in New Mexico, over the past couple years, that's what she's had, the perception of power, mandates. Mandates which have no real force of law whatsoever because they're not laws. Yet, as long as people comply anyway because they think they're laws, I don't know how many people have said, oh, well, it's a law. No, it's not a law. Lenin repeated the tactic by dubbing Bolsheviks Reds to signal an affinity with the bloody violence of the French Revolution, while their battlefield opponents were saddled with whites to link them with the discredited French Bourbon dynasty. Lenin also took title to the word democracy. Oh, does that sound familiar? Disarming opponents who were then unable to project a coherent message. By controlling words, Lenin controlled perceptions of reality. So like Lenin, Biden and his leftist supporters have been really busy changing the meaning of words. I previously talked about intended meaning of words such as well-regulated, militia, shall not, and infringed as used in the U.S. Constitution. Biden has also redefined the meaning of the word recession. It's now a transition. And like Lenin, he has taken ownership of the word democracy as a brand for the Democrat Party. This is part of a reason I'm always annoyed when I hear the Democrat Party referred to as the Democratic Party. I even hear Republicans doing that, and it really, really upsets me because they are actually perpetuating this very thing by basically putting the Democrat, Democratic idea squarely on the Democrat Party in which they own democracy and Republicans don't. Stop calling them the Democratic Party. They're not. They're the Democrat Party. There's a big difference. By the way, I want to remind all of you, we are not a democracy. We are a re representative republic and always have been. Next we have never let a good crisis go to waste. Now you've heard this term on mainstream news. They've been talking about this for years. The Democrats never waste a crisis. As propagandists, however, the Bolsheviks were not especially persuasive. The Russian socialists have contributed nothing to theoretical, theoretical discussion of the techniques of mass persuasion. They never looked for and did not find devilishly clever methods to influence people's minds and to brainwash them. Their newspapers were notoriously gray, mechanically spouting simple, choppy messages, such as, all power to the Soviets, create a new socialist man, and bread, peace, land. What they were expert at was making these gray organs into monopolies. Instead of persuading with words, Lenin simply closed other, new, other papers, leaving only Bolshevik publications. The resultant monopoly intensified the impact of his Bolshevik message, according to historian Robert Service. 
The latest manufactured crisis that the Dems have fully utilized is the COVID scamdemic. This crisis involved declaring a national emergency, and most state governments followed along. This state of emergency was used to usurp the U.S. Constitution and squelch free speech, close churches, close private businesses, impose mask mandates, forced injections of experimental drugs, and generally scare the crap out of everyone into surrendering their freedom and liberty. All of this was illegal and unconstitutional. This tyranny is going to continue until American people all stand up and say no. Educate yourself. Know what the law is. If you knew what the Constitution said and you understand the difference between a law and a mandate, a lot of this would not have happened at all. I certainly never complied. We're seeing the United States turning into a corporate oligarchy. Because what's happening is the federal government is, in one way or another, controlling the corporations. And the corporations are pushing all the mom and pop businesses out of business, and they control everything. So like the Soviets, the propaganda being spouted has nothing to do with the actual science or facts. It's all about repeating the same lies over and over until everybody is brainwashed into thinking it is true. Another thing that comes to mind is how when you try to have an argument with, about any topic, with a liberal Democrat, they always refer to mindless standard talking points. They all spout the same crap that doesn't mean anything. They've simply heard what they're supposed to say and they repeat it because they believe it. They've heard it over and over and over again. Now we have demonization. In denouncing opponents, Lenin was obsessive, virulent, and personal, calling them bloodsuckers, insects, spiders, leeches, and vampires. The bourgeois were ex-people. The murder of Tsar Nicholas II and his family was, team, was termed a humane act. Remember how I talked about last week about how these people that have been brainwashed and indoctrinated, this hatred that they have in their hearts? They hate us. They hate freedom-loving conservatives. They absolutely hate us. If something was to happen to one of us, they would be cheering about it. This is something that kind of brings to mind something I was thinking about, that these people have been so turned against us, and they are so in the tank for Biden and everything he does, no matter what it is. You wonder how things happen in Nazi Germany the way they were. What would, make, what would make German people do those awful things? Well, we're finding out how that exactly works. So those friends you've got that are liberal Democrats and they hate conservative Republicans. My theory is no matter how tyrannical no matter how awful that this current administration gets and no matter what they do to us, these indoctrinated leftist Democrats are going to go along with it. It's sad to say. Then there were hoarders, wreckers, saboteurs, and worst of all, kulaks. 
the prosperous and industrious peasants of whom Lenin spoke only with the most seething hatred as Volkov, I hope I get this word pronounced right, Volkoganov put it. But Lenin rarely made such statements in public. Volkoganov discovered most of these characterizations secretly hidden in Soviet archives. In public, Lenin wanted to be pictured as a jolly apostle of Marxism. Does this sound familiar or what? Do names like ultra-maga extremists, deplorables, lizard people, insurrectionists, and unvaccinated sound familiar? Remember how Biden said it was a disease of the unvaccinated. That turned out to be a total lie. Proof is coming out all over the place right now. And we're going to talk about that in today's show. Is this how a leader is supposed to refer to those he or she is supposed to be representing? I mean, after all, our governor in New Mexico called us lizard people. She said other words about us too. She's a tyrant just like Biden is. These are the words of a divider, not a uniter. This is what you do when your goal is to turn one group against another. It's a Saul Alinsky tactic, also a Sun Tzu tactic, actually. Next, we have propaganda of example. Perhaps the most disturbing means of propaganda against Russia's most illiterate population was the use of example as part of a reign of terror. Public hangings and shootings served as well as any written material to force Russians into submission. These swine have to be dealt with so that everyone will remember it for years, Lenin wrote. Terror wasn't confined to those who defined Lenin. We must execute not only the guilty, execution of the innocent will impress the masses even more, wrote Lenin's commissar for justice according to the historian Brian Crozier in his 1999, The Rise and Fall of the Soviet Empire. To reinforce the Bolsheviks' monopoly of ideas, churches were targeted for destruction because Russian peasants believed what they heard there. Sacred objects were looted and saints' relics tossed into the dirt as priests were shot. Only hollow husk remained as reminders that the old faith was now dead. According to Volkoganov, Lenin ordered the use of poison, poison gas on at least one village before it was totally leveled. The dictatorship means, take note of this once and for all, unrestrained power based on force, not law wrote Lenin. This is going on, but luckily our tyrannical government has not reached the level of unrestrained violence against the American people yet. We are, however, seeing political enemies being harassed by being swatted multiple times, having their homes and offices being ransacked by a politicized, weaponized FBI some of these political opponents have been arrested and hauled away in shackles based on only accusations. Let's not forget those political prisoners in the DC gulags. I'm gonna keep reminding you of that. 
We've seen multiple people murdered, monuments destroyed, and buildings burned down by militant leftist organizations such as BLM and Antifa. These people do not get prosecuted. I wonder why. Antifa, by the way, is endorsed by the Biden crime family. Just try going to Antifa.com if you don't believe me. More tyranny is on the way. Just wait until those 87,000 armed IRS agents go into action. Can you think about that? 87,000 armed IRS agents. They're coming after all of us. Lastly, we have blame your predecessor, which the Democrats are so good at. They never take responsibility for anything they do. As happened any time socialism has ever been tried, it was a failure. It fails every time. Lenin's much-desired civil war cost 13 million lives, and his ruinous economic policies triggered the famine of 1921 to 1922. YouTube, um, you can find many, many YouTube uh, videos of Lenin speaking. You might want to check them out. With the salient feature being his propensity to blame his predecessor, the Tsar, for the economic havoc. Eventually, he would have to backtrack on communism to hold on to power, but error was never admitted, and his new economic plan proved just a breather ahead of even worse horrors to come under Joseph Stalin. Biden does plenty of blaming others for his failed policies. He somehow tries to blame it on Trump. I think the reality is that he doesn't see what he is doing as failed policies. I think his policies are doing exactly what he wants them to do. High gas prices, high prices on everything, food shortages, failing small businesses because they can't find employees, a growing homeless population, the destruction of our way of life, and a growing sense of hopelessness. Like Lenin and other oppressive leaders of the past, pushing the idea of socialism as the answer, Biden is a tyrant. And so is MLG. The difference in the world we live in now and the world the way it was during Soviet Russia is that technology has advanced significantly. We now live in a time of rapid communications. You don't have to wait for the latest edition of the morning newspaper to see the latest propaganda. We now have social media and 24-hour cable news. The propaganda is massive and continuous, and most people are staring at their smart smartphones continuously because they just can't get enough. We have an out-of-control and growing IRS that is tracking your every financial transaction. If the federal government has their way, they will be getting rid of the cash and instituting a digital dollar. Now think about this. At that point, your cash will be worthless and your retirement account will also be confiscated. Think about it. Your, retire your, your retirement account is based on dollars, okay? If they convert dollars over to a digital currency, which is monitored and controlled by a central government, your retirement account will also be taken as part of that new uh, structure. And then they will have control over your retirement account. 
Kind of like when the government confiscated all the gold. The government will be controlling the news you receive, the money you spend, and with the help of an ever-growing surveillance state and carbon tracking, they will be watching your every single move. Better make sure you stand up for your Second Amendment rights. I was listening on the news just this morning as I was coming in here. Biden's still talking about getting rid of them assault weapons. He considers a 9mm semi-automatic handgun to be an assault weapon. Do you know that? That's the most popular handgun that people use for self-defense in this country. He's basically coming for all the guns. And he'll be coming for yours. Unless we stop what's going on and unless we stop complying and we start understanding what our rights are. Anyway, hope that uh, comparison of Lenin's propaganda got you all thinking about this. I've got with me today in the studio Derek Scott and Dale Perkins from Perkins Protection Training, also one of my advertisers. Hey, guys. Hey, Rebecca. How you doing? Good. I need a drink. You guys go ahead and talk <laughs> yeah. for a minute. You've been talking a lot. That, yeah, that, was, that was a long monologue, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. But I liked it. It so, pointed out a lot of things that people need to start thinking about and looking at. Well, what I find kind of hilarious is, yes, he's following the pattern, right? Um, following Solinsky's rules for radical, they are trying to radically change the government top down, bottom up, side to side, right? The one thing is, is I think there's certain aspects you know, and even there's been some CIA agents that talk about this. There's mitigating factors. There's things that you can't see or predict when trying to transform a country or a place. And that, you know, nothing always goes as planned, right? And the one thing is, is having a good planner and a good crisis manager, right? <laughs> right. So crisis so, manager. Well, no, that's what you call them nowadays. I know. You know. I know. Yeah. So I mean, usually your crisis manager would be somebody in a in a political position that deals with something that came up on the news or something. And oh, here we're going to type out, you know, a rebuttal, or we're going to you know have the president or whatever person do a speech. But. Uh, you also use crisis managers in crises that have to do with like FEMA, right? So they're, those managers are kind of like directors that try to direct resources to where they needed the most, right? Where the disaster really is, right? There's a whole other thought of it, right? Yeah. The one thing that I've been seeing is that how, num number one, how obvious the plan is. Right, and how they actually put it out there pretty obviously, right? Yeah. It, it's almost like just, I mean, it's like they, they put it up there. And, you know, it's just, I hate to say this now looking back, but I said this to a lot of my friends, family, and some politicians I knew, is that, you know, about a week before the election, I said, oh, Trump's going to lose. And they're like, what are you talking about? No, he's going to win. He's going to win. And I'm like, no, look at these articles, these two articles about the 
the red wave, and then they talked about the red mirage, mm-hmm. right? They, that's what they called it, the red mirage. Mm-hmm. And two days later, you know, he'll change. Well, right there, they were telling you what's going to happen. And the reason they tell you is because they got to convince others on their side. Remember, the pro- like you said, propaganda. They have to propagandize their arm. Right, they have to have the arm believing it so that they will protest, so they will be out there. Because you can't go up and whisper in their ear and say, Here's here's fifty bucks, go do this. Right? Yeah. You have to have them propagandized, okay? You have to have their minds thinking about it and believing it's gonna happen. Then you can funnel the money to them and they go and do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because they believe this article that it's not gonna actually be real that Trump's not actually going to win. Okay, so that's like one aspect, right, of things that I've learned over the years, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the work that I've done. The other thing is, is, you know, we are definitely seeing a big problem for Biden and their plan. What's that problem? The people that are normally propagandized are now donating to Trump's picks. I mean, there's a recent article that just came out in Fox, and uh, I think it was, uh, was a Gateway Pundit or something else. But anyways, it came out saying that there are people on the Democrats, soft and hard Democrats. And when I say soft and hard, let's explain that. So when I was running for sheriff, you have to understand, like, there's different types of Republicans, Democrats, and independents, right? And you categorize them by a way that are they going to lean more your way or lean more against you? If they're going to lean more away from you, how much harder do you want to put into it? How much money do you want to put into it? You know, because here's the easy ones, which are the hard or soft Republicans. And then you got the independents, which are okay. You know, you're going to get ups and downs from them. And then you go to the, the soft Democrats. You might get a couple of them come over. Hard Democrats, definitely not, right? Right. Well, anyways, you're getting hard and soft Democrats donating to the, to the Republican side now and definitely to Trump's picks. You even have the family of the Governor uh, Newsom, right, of California. Yeah. His whole family is donating to Ron DeSantos, okay, right now and has abandoned him. They're, his whole family has abandoned him. They are that convinced that his direction is the wrong direction. Well, okay. Hold hold that thought. um, And we will be right back after the break. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? 
Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife teams since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, -on -one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. At Los Ranchos Gun Shop, we support law-abiding folks learning to operate their guns safely. Some look at a firearm and see only weapons of war. If the mayor is telling the police to stand down when criminals act and release them into our community without consequence, well, who can you rely on to protect you and your family? Safety and awareness is what we preach and teach. It's your right to be safe in your own home and community. Take up the responsibility. No one else will do it for you. Stop by our new location, 6621 4th Street, Northwest in Los Ranchos, or call 505 345 4276 Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm your host, Becca Marie. You're listening to Freedom Speak on uh, Conservative Talk ABQ, 96.9 FM, AM 700. And you can stream it online at conservativetalkabq.com. So before the break, we were talking about my opening monologue. We were talking about these methods that Lenin used to consolidate power in the old USSR and how it closely lines up with what is going on with the Biden administration. And so Derek had a thought he was working on, and I'm going to let him continue on that. Go ahead, Derek. Oh, okay. So yeah. my thought is, is yeah, so I agree with you. I've watched these tactics play out. I knew about Solinsky's radicals back in 2006 when it came to my attention. And then Glenn Beck was another person that kind of echoed these issues and everybody, hey, we got to watch out for ACORN. we got to watch out for this. And it's kind of what got me heavily involved in, in political zones of our society and started hooking up with them and doing what I could. You know, at the time though, I was raising two kids. I was working literally 16 hour days, five days a week for Sandoval. And so, it, yeah, I mean, because we always had overtime because we never had enough deputies. We never had enough officers for the, for the prisons and, or for, sorry, for the jail and for patrol. So, you know, it was just working all the time. You know, I was everywhere. But, you know, once, when I became disabled, you know, that changed my whole perspective and flipped me on my head. And I mean, I already knew people that I grew up with that were physically disabled and knew them very well. We, some of them were my best friends. And so for when it happened to me, it was kind of startling, but yet it made me, it's, it's like, I, like I tell people, I feel like the Lord sat me down I was rushing and doing work and everything. And God's like, no, you're going to sit down and you're going to watch this. You're going to be my witness, you know, type thing. Sure. Because he sat me down and then all I could do is watch the propaganda crap. And I didn't like that. I don't like watching it. I, I, even back then, I didn't watch the news a lot. I would keep up with it. I would get on my computer and I would go through the internet instead. I would go through multiple sources because that's how I always did it, right? You don't just take one source. Right. 
but, but unfortunately, a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, and you know, it's funny. There's some statistics that actually say that you know, independents and 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 conservatives do multiple different sources mm -hmm. and compare. It's the Democrat side, the Democrat. Democrat. <laughs> Democrat. Yes. It's the Democrat side. Did I make a really good point? Oh, yeah. I think that's an excellent point because that's yeah. that's the way they trick. Otherwise, they own Oh, we're the democracy. We know democracy. Right. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. You know democracy. Well, I mean, do, you know what, do you know what one yeah. of our forefathers called democracy? Wolves picking on which sheep to eat. That's right. Mob rule. Mob rule. Right, so that's why we don't have a democracy. Yeah, if we had a democracy, it'd be worse than communism. Yeah, right. You you'd be at the whim of the corporation and the government. You would have no rights, really. Yeah, yeah. you know they would if they want to gobble you up, it's over. You yeah. know, and you're kind of seeing that right now. But we do have, you know, there is a line of defense that I like to say in our constitution, and we are seeing it play out. Judges. Why are judges kind of this last line of defense? If they go down, it's over, yeah. right? But our judges right now are kind of the last line of defense in our republic, okay? And the separations of powers. See, it's been really hard for them to get around judges. Why? Because judges live in the community. They live next door. They're not locked behind a fence because they don't get paid a lot. I'm mm -hmm. serious. They don't get paid as much as people think they do. Um, you know, once you get up in the higher federal government courts and stuff, yeah, you start seeing about a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a year. But below that, you're not. I mean, like even the state, the state judges, man, they don't get paid a lot. Wow. Okay. And they're so they're kind of working hard for little. But so what does that put them in? It puts them in a regular neighborhood like me and you. Yeah. And so guess what they get to see? They get to hear, see, and taste, and smell, and understand all of the things that are going on. And that's why you're seeing a lot of these judges making orders against this propagandist. And, you know, just like the Kyle Rittenhouse case, that judge did an excellent job. We were all mad. You know, people were probably screaming at him. But they don't understand that he was trying to show that the rule of law still works. Yeah. He was trying to show, look, people, it does work. Give it a chance, right? Slow down. Just watch. Because he probably already knew where the jury was going because he has the right to speak to the jury, not about too much of the trial, but, but he can talk to him. Right. He can, and if the jury asks him, they can ask legal questions of the judge. That's their rights. They're, there's a handout that I always give and I give other people about your rights as a juror, right? You have rights as a juror. You have a right to actually question the witness. You know, and you have a right to ask the judge to bring the witness back in and say, "Well, I want to ask a question." Well, you know, to this a lot witness. of people don't realize the the actual rights that, as a jurist, that you have right. when you're in a jury. <coughs> Excuse me. So check it out. So when, so what I've been analyzing is we're seeing Biden. You know, we're seeing that people in the Republican Party and some in the Democrat Party, and think about this, like the old timers in the Democrat Party, going, "What just happened?" Well, what happens is you've been hijacked, okay? You, you, we, you know, Glenn Beck called it back in 2006. The Democratic Party was going to get hijacked. It was going to become socialized, you know, like a socialism. Mm -hmm. And they were going to drive forward. Well, you have younger people in the White House. We see them, you know, they're millennials that have been taught this in the, in the schools. And this, and, you know, there's that famous video of that Russian KGB agent, right, that came over to the States during the Reagan era, and he was saying, here's how it's going to play out. Yeah. Right? You can get that on YouTube. It's everywhere. Well, 
what are we seeing? Exactly what he's explaining, right? Because they have to have a patsy White House, right? But now you're starting to see, see, it's hard to take a free nation, right, and just put it into this. But it's a slow process. Like you said, it's been going on probably 50, 60 years, right? This has been a slow process. And don't get me wrong, these people are patient. If we start winning, they're going to try a new tactic. Just mm -hmm. give them five years. Sure, they're not going to give up. They're not going to give up. No. They'll take it on, in the chin, and then they'll come up with new tactics, right? And then, you know, that's been a concern for a lot of people with the whole rhino thing, but I, I don't think people should be concerned because, like with Mark Ronchetti or other people, they're, they're pretty good people. Don't get me wrong. They, they just, they're, it doesn't mean they're rhino. It just means they have a different conservative ideal. It's the state still have the same core values. See, and that's what, that's a problem with us Republicans is we're very independent. Right. So as an, as a Republican or an independent, we're very independent people. We have our own, you know, emotions. We have our own thoughts and we think individually, which is great, right? That's the point of the country. But that means that makes it really hard to bring us all together. It's like herding cats to all agree to say, you know, to be like the Demo like the Democrat Party or or the Socialist Party is what people should call it now because it's not it doesn't have any of these overtoning core values anymore. They've all been ripped stripped away. God's been stripped away. Any you know anti-abortion, all that stuff. They used to be anti-abortion. You know what happened to that? You know they they used to be or they or if they were pro-abortion, they were like I think it was first trimester. Yeah, right. You know, was, an interesting thing on that topic. I was uh, saw this on the news where Biden he'll get out and he will just straight up lie about things, mm -hmm. and his supporters completely believe everything he says. He came out and said that Republicans, if they get back in power, have said that they are going to institute a a, uh, a federal law against abortion. It's like, okay, that's an absolute lie because the Republicans believe in the Constitution, eh? yeah. and they know that even though even though we're against abortion, for the most part, I think almost all Republicans are conservatives is that we also believe in the Constitution. Yep. We also believe in limited power of the federal government. Yep. And we believe that the federal government doesn't have the right to institute that kind of federal law. Well, and that's why so, you... So that's a straight-up lie. So, and that's why I think you're seeing these soft Democrats and hard Democrats putting money into these candidates. That's what's really kind of amazing. That article just came out, I think, three days before this program. No, I think it was Monday. Right, that article just came out of Fox News um, uh, com. I don't know if it came out on their show, but it was on dot com. Mm -hmm. So you could find it there. But yeah, so the study showed that these people are donating, these Democrats, and some of them are hard Democrats, donating to Trump pick Republicans, right? That's how committed they are to saying, I'm not, uh, see, I would say, you know, I kind of agree with the whole 95% of the nation does not want it the direction Biden's going. Well, I hope that's true. You know, I hope I that's true too. That, I mean, that's usually what runs around in the Republican Party and, and on Fox News and a couple right. other conservative sources, right? I would say it's probably more like 85 to 90%, you know, because there is that 20 to 30%. It, it, it depends on 
the fluctuation per day because you could do this, you do the whole study again and you'll get 5% mm -hmm. of that'll be pro Biden. But then you could do the study again and you get 30%. You know, it depends on which way you're skewing and, and what your, you know, sample size is, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's all dependent on how many Democrats I talk to, how many Republicans I talk to, how many independents I talk to. And it's hard to get all of those samples. And a lot of people are like, oh, the samples are skewed. They are because sometimes they just intentionally do it. But the other times is sometimes you can't, is that Republicans don't answer the phone. I know I've done volunteer work. I've, I've done phone calls. They don't want to talk to you. They're like, no. oh, you're with the Republican party, bye. Even yeah. though they're hard Republicans, yeah. they don't want to talk to oh, you. Oh, I know. So it's, it's hard frustrating. to I've, get. I've, I've made phone, phone calls for campaigns. Oh, okay. Like, so. And it's frustrating. Yeah. These people, they don't want to talk to you. They hang up on you. Sometimes they get mad. Yep. And, and it's like. <sighs> so anytime I get the call, I try to help them out. And I be do like, too. And be like, yeah, hey, I've been there. Okay, yeah, what do you hey, need to know? If I've got a minute, I sit down there and talk yep. to them. It's like, yeah, I'll talk yeah. to you about If I'm in stuff. the middle of something, I'll say, hey, yeah. call me back. But yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, so that's why partly why it's skewed because Democrats will answer. Yeah. So that's why you get these skewed numbers and why they made such bad predictions, right? And why there's only a few people that make good predictions because their numbers weren't so skewed to the Democrat side. Sure. But I mean, I, but I, I don't want to bring too much hope and say, oh, it's going to work out great, folks. Don't worry. I think it's like, no, it's not going to work out. If right now, the way I see it, it's not going to be good. Fifteen, it's not going to be good, right? Yeah. So, how do we know it's not going to be good? Because you just laid it out for everybody today. Yeah. You just showed them exactly what's going to happen, folks. Yes, it is socialization. See, they've tried to be getting their own army, right? They've been trying. So they tried with uh, the district police. They were going to put 300 offices in. 300 major cities across the nation, right? And the district police, and, and understand, they're chartered only to be in the District of Columbia, the federal district, and their district police with the district mayor. They were trying to put that all over the nation. Well, they didn't get their money, okay? Yeah. It got shot down. So then they went with, uh, what was the next one, uh, ATF. So they tried to get that new ATF director and everything, and that guy was, was a loon. Yeah. And they were going to give them more money and have them do it. Well, they lost their money, didn't get the money. But then they did this, oh, recession act, right? Oh, we're going to fix the recession. And now they got 86,000. I'll tell you, that's not the number they've been wanting, inflation though. Inflation Reduction Inflation act. Reduction Act. I'm sorry. Yeah, which, I, was, which I got it wrong. Which has nothing to do with inflation reduction at all. Right. It's, As a matter it's fact, all environmentalism. Yeah, it is. Totally. It's just going to help. It's going to give them legal leverage to, to use this environmentalist nonsense against us. Against our private property and our water rights. Now, that's the one thing that nobody noticed, the water rights issue. And they're trying, okay, so people don't understand, you know, the, it's a broader plan and it's really hard. There's so many things going on. It's like tentacles and you can track a couple of tentacles and then the, here comes a couple of other tentacles. It is a tentacle monster. Oh yeah, they're okay. they are they are they are hitting us with everything all at once. They yep. are throwing all the mud against the wall. Yep. They're seeing what will it's stick. Trying to get what sticks. You know, while all of this stuff is going on, they're yep. also working on COVID was guns. supposed to be the one that sticks. Right. But it didn't. No. Because if they didn't withdraw soon, they were going to lose votes. Period. Yeah. They would have never won, right? So they had to withdraw COVID, roll it all back, 
and go with something else. What's the new one? Water. Oh, look at this river. Look at Lake Mead. Well, Lake Mead's always been low, yeah, folks. It, 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 it It's seasonal. If you look at the uh, satellite data that you can't get anymore because they conveniently erase it, right, or, or, the, or they lock it behind a paywall or whatever. And it's funny because NASA does a paywall sometimes on things and it's, it's annoying. So you have to do a Freedom of Information Act to get the actual satellite photos of Lake Mead, let's say, right? Yeah. You're never gonna get it. Once they put out those articles, you try to go find any, it's, it's a race, it's gone, you know? And that's why it's, it's the, the theory of that half the internet or three quarters of the internet is robots or yeah, bots right. is, feels true sometimes. Well, and I was talking about propaganda and it's like, you not only, they not only use words for propaganda, but they use images also. Yep. And so you mentioned the Lake Mead thing. We might yeah. as well go into that because that was like one of the topics I wanted to talk about anyway, um, where they'll show this image of the water receding in Lake Mead and a boat sticking in the dirt, sticking up out of the air. Apparently that boat's been there a long time from what I understand. Yeah, and then remember I told you, I know I saw in Colorado in 1997, there was an artist who took a picture of that and it, was, it got an award in Colorado in a local arts thing and it was the, the same boat. Yeah. And I'm like, how is it the same boat? Yeah. In the 90s, all of a sudden the same boat now being used. And I even looked at the picture and it was, it was the same 35 millimeter type film resolution, not, and I, I checked the resolution. It was a low resolution photo that's been going around the net. And I'm like, wait, that's that artist. I'm, yeah. I'm positive of yeah. it. Well, see, they're using this water issue as yet another thing to scare people. Like, like you were saying, it's like the, the COVID thing is kind of wearing off. It's like people are getting aware they're not taking it seriously anymore. They don't care about it. So the water thing, they're trying to, by showing an image like that of this boat sticking out of the dirt with the water gone, they're giving people the idea that the earth is running out of water. Yep. That somehow the water level on the planet earth is, is, is disappearing and the water is, dry, is, is drying up and it's going away. Okay. There is a thing such that is called sea level, yep. okay? Now there's a reason why we have sea level because it's, it's, it's been a constant for as long as we can remember. Now, I was recently in Florida, as you know. Yep. I went to the beach in Florida. I haven't been in Florida in about 10 years. Yeah. I went to Florida, the water level at the beach was the same as it was when I lived there, when I went there last time 10 years ago. Yeah. The water level has not changed. The only problem that we're experiencing here is a distribution problem. Yeah, management. With, with fresh water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fresh water so, management right. resource problem. And the reason that we have that resource problem is because the federal, like I was telling you, it's not that the lake or the rivers are the problem or the management. One, I can even, I've even talked to friends of mine on the left. They know the problem is, is not just a resource issue, it's reservoirs. Guess what? When you have more people taking up a certain area in the Southwest, you need to build more reservoirs. Did anybody do that? No. So we're relying on reservoirs that have been made post 1940s. Yeah. And pre 1940s, okay? That's terrible. That that means you have low levels of water that have not been planned for. And all the states, they work together to make water. We we were working with Colorado to get water down to Albuquerque, and then the EPA dumped cadmium into that water accidentally, they say. <laughs> and 
destroyed that project for the next 20, 30 years, so we're having to find new water sources. Well, and that's why the brackish water idea has been rolling around in the Republican Party about, well, what if we pull up the brackish water and we filter it just like in Israel? You know, that's rolling around a lot now as an idea. But what I'm saying is is it's it's funny because they even showed, I saw, we sh I showed you that article where it's the rivers and they're showing different rivers, but they won't tell you what season though that's in. Yeah. They don't tell you if it's summer, winter, fall, spring, because rivers rise and fall in the spring and summer, right? Everybody remember, if you are near a creek or a river, it goes low and it goes high, and it all depends on the rainwater, the runoffs, and all that stuff. But when you look, like, uh, it was funny, I read an article and I passed it around to all my friends, and I could throw it up here too, is there was an article from the AP talking about the Rio Grande drying up. And, well, and, you know, and I that was here near Albuquerque. Right, and I saw the Rio Grande the other day. It's got more water in it than I can yeah. remember in a long time. Yeah, so it's, it's see, spread the, out more right, because it's, they've made it's made its own islands. Well, yeah. Why is it spread out more and why is there islands? Silt. Silt comes down from the, from the mountains, yeah. from all the rain. Do you know how much rain Colorado's gotten? A lot. They've got near flood levels. I know because when I was up there vacationing, you know that. Yeah. We were using the water pump, right, in the cabin that we were at, and the water pump, it was kind of dirty because the water level was so high Yeah. The, in the aquifer. So it's a little yellow because it's getting some of the dirt in there and it's mixing, the silt's mixing around. And all that water dumps down into our Rio Grande, into, all the, into Colorado and stuff. And guess what? It's silty. And guess what silt does? It can make its own dam. Yeah. So yes, areas can dry up, but that's because the river ebbs and flows. It moves, it changes, it's an ever-living being. Well, and not only that, but I think that what we may be seeing is a combination of a couple of things going on. I think we've got more people moving into densely populated areas, okay? So there's only a finite amount of groundwater, freshwater available yep. at any, any particular time. If you're consuming it faster than it can replenish itself, yep. well, then what happens is the reservoir goes really down low like Lake Mead has. But, it, you know, another thing where if you pay attention to what's been going on around the country about various different parts of the country have been getting record amounts of rain they're flooding they've got flooding other parts are getting a little bit of a drought so we don't have a shortage of water we have a shortage of of distribution of that water the the water i think we have the same amount of water we always have and yep. like you were talking about the reservoirs okay the problem is what do you think the chance of any being, anybody being able to get a permit to build a new dam? Oh, yeah, they, they won't. Yeah, because the EPA to. wants a study. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, they're go not going to because EPA will have their studies, and they're going to take and come up with every reason why not. And earth dams, they're worrying about them breaking. Well, yeah, because they, they aren't made correctly because they're made so long ago and haven't been maintained. Well, so you need concrete dams like the Hoover Dam. Like we need Hoover. a whole new Hoover Dam, like 20 Hoover Dam well, projects. Right, and then you can manage that water and yep. you can make sure you get it to where you want it. And an upside to that also is hydroelectric power yep. is extremely green. Oh, it's very green power. Very it's the green. greenest power. How do we yes. know it's green? Because when you make a reservoir, you bring life. So you could solve it's our It's proven water. by Lake Mead. When they made Lake Mead, Life around Lake Mead exploded. Yes, we trees. Could saw, we could knock out two things with. We could knock out two problems at the same time. We could knock out the water problem and the and the energy problem. Yep. More dams put out an enormous amount of energy. Enormous amount of energy. I mean, energy. Hoover Hoover Dam powers a whole lot of a lot yeah. of area. Yep. A whole lot. Yep.
just that small dim. And it's actually, it's somewhat of a small down nowadays. Yeah. You know, yeah, they've made bigger is. ones. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the Three Rivers Dam up in China, right? That one's, that's the biggest dam now. Hoover was the biggest in the 40s. And then, yeah, bigger dams got made. And, you know, because there was a dam project going on in the 50s. What did you say? Did you just curse over the air? Did I? I don't. <laughs> he said there was a dam project. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm kidding with you. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, I, I, I oh, totally no, got you no. on that one. I, when I went and did a tour of Hoover Dam uh, sometime back, I told the lady there that I wanted the whole damn tour. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm. And, she, and it's like, oh, she's never heard that one before. <laughs> oh, I bet. She probably just looked at you like with eyes rolled and yeah, like, like tilted oh, head. God, here's another yeah. one. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But you got me. You got <laughs> I me totally today. Because I was like, my heart just like, about what? skipped what a beat say? there. I know, because last like, week you did Because last week, there. little little mistake. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, well. Your mic was off, luckily, last week. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I'm very thankful of that. Because, But, you know, listening to that story last week was hori horrifying. Yeah. And then guess what? I just heard a story of a client that is going through the same thing with another lawyer that I know. Client going through the same problem. Yeah. Same exact issue. Same exact issue. You yeah. know, just a small little crime becoming a huge issue and oh, keeping them in jail. Well, I know. And and that's what they're doing. And, yeah. and the, the the latest thing I've been seeing is how they're mistreating these people in the D.C. Oh, box. yeah, that's... Uh, they are torturing these that. people. Yeah. They, are po they are spraying them in the face, mm -hmm. point blank. Which has probably spray. blinded them by or, now. Yeah. Because probably. when you go through OC training as a law enforcement officer, they tell you the exact distance, how far, and you get sprayed yourself so that you have the experience of how to deal with it and help that person through the ordeal. Again, you help them through the ordeal. So if you spray them in the eye, you're going to blind the eye because it becomes so inflamed that it can it can damage so the the nerve can pop off. There's all these oh, problems yeah. that can persist because if it's not taken care of in an appropriate, quick and prompt way by washing it out by a little bit of milk or something, it's it's a, it's over for that eye. Oh yeah. Well, think about all the blood veins that get engorged because of that stuff yep. and i'm just like you i've been through all that training and we had one guy get seriously injured no yep. because of it and that was with cs gas oh wow because i was with the cn and cs right i know what you're talking about now the new pepper spray is just as bad and for your health as they are but it's not causing that many problems with breathing. Yeah. So, guys, we're uh, pretty much approaching the end of the first hour, believe it or not. So, in the, uh, in the second hour, we're going to start off with uh, Dale's road rage story. He recently had a road rage incident here recently. And we're going to get into, there's an, just a mountain of evidence piling up now against these uh, experimental mRNA injections. And by by funeral directors of, of all people. Doctors aren't speaking out. I suspect they're not speaking out because uh, they've been ramming this stuff into people for, for years now and they don't want to get in trouble. Anyway, we will be right back with Freedom Speak. We get stuff we both know and we don't talk too much about it. 